Welcome to Become an Idol. I'm Dr. Robin Sargent, owner of Idol Courses. This is the place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge. I have here with me today, Samuel Pata, and you may recognize his name because I have had him on the Become an Idol show before. I am so happy to welcome Samuel back again. We're going to talk about something completely new, different, and I would say like pretty cutting edge and new technology. So Samuel, I know you've already been on uh, Become an Idol, but would you just take a moment to reintroduce yourself? Sure. Hi, Robin. I haven't um, talked to you since last year, so this is an awesome opportunity. Um, so my, my name is Samuel, I'm Samuel Potter. I'm a senior instructional designer at Fossil Group. I have been an, I've been an instructional designer for about seven years, um, upwards of seven years. I do everything from create e-learning to um, to you know, write write and in, um, instructional design content, and participate in other communities um, like ATD, so the Association for Talent Development, which uh, I recently just became the president of my chapter, ATD Fort Worth Main City. Uh, my passion really is for developing talent and for training people to be better at their jobs. Um, I also have ventured into other fields uh, like art and animation. Those are fields that I have a lot of passion for as well. Just a little bit. You're the president of your own chapter in, in ATD. So congratulations on that. That is thank you so much. A huge Thanks. accomplishment. A lot of responsibility, I'm sure. I'm, I'm finding <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what did I sign up for? Well, it was so interesting seeing what you, so you uh, messaged me and you have, you want to talk about something that I never even thought about, which is NFTs for e-learning. And before we even talk about like NFTs for e-learning, I think you've got to tell us what is an NFT. Some people have probably heard of it, but right. just tell everybody else. Yeah. Someone else put it, WTF is an FT, <laughs> but what? No. NFTs. Oh, WTF is an NFT. I got you. Right, right. <laughs> NFTs are non-fungible tokens. So think of it as if you're exchanging dollar for dollar or exchanging Bitcoin for Bitcoin, for example, that, that's quite different. In an NFT situation, that amount doesn't one one product of NFT does not equal another product. So it's it's non-fungible, if if that makes sense. So it's it's one one um, the value isn't equal at any one time. Is is okay. What it is. So you can, it's just a product that doesn't have a that doesn't price. equal another product. So NFTs um have pretty much been around for a while. So, you know, I know the world is starting to come to light of it. Um, you know, everyone's, it's it's like the new new thing out there. Um, and people are kind of skeptical about 
what it is or why they even need to care about it. Um, you know, why am I paying this amount for a piece of um, JPEG or a PNG file that I could just download? Um, but, you know, like I told you be before becoming an instructional designer, I'm, I'm an artist first. So, you know, I'm a trained artist. So I do paintings and animation and other forms of art from other forms of art expressions so you know just coming from that background it's um the value that we place in products is is we think of products in a different way than than um just commodities which which is what nfts um what, what the whole concept of nfts are about so that's all about um, having art that yep. is has its own type of value exactly. for art's sake, right? Yes. Other than like if you're buying shampoo, exactly. Well, then exactly. the value is you know right. a small markup right. on what it takes to manufacture. So it's like you know four dollars a bottle of shampoo exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Whereas if it's a painting of shampoo done by Andy Warhol yes. or whatever, then that painting of shampoo could be worth millions. Exactly. And so that's kind of what you're yeah. saying is it just, it doesn't necessarily have the same, it doesn't have a value like a commodity instead it's an art value. Yes. Okay. So you mentioned that NFTs could be a JPEG or a PNG. So what you're saying is it's, it, I mean, it's actually like a piece of art and a, it's, and a picture file. Yeah. It's a piece of, it, it sometimes can be considered a piece of art or not all the time. So you could sell you can sell a picture, for example. That's not a piece of art, but it's it's an expression. So it's uh, in a way. I know art is the general use for NFTs, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be something artistic to be an NFT. It's pretty much a digital file that that has its own um, that's been minted and has its own unique code, which is stored in a blockchain. Um, so pretty much authenticate. So it's authenticated, right? So how, how do you, all of these files that you see, um, you know, could be your avatar, could be anything else, like how those files don't have a unique code to them. So minting is pretty much a way to add a unique code to to a file and that makes it authentic. That makes it, um, that gives it some value, right? You know, it's a way to convert a digital product into something of value and, and then assign a value to it. And you're able to trade it on some platforms. Uh, there's several platforms out there that you can trade NFTs. Um, but I, I think for an artist, the first step is to convert that piece of art into digital form and then you know mint it on one of those sites so you pay gas money to get a unique code which certifies your artwork or your digital file as a template so if you are going i mean are there some kind of checks and balances like what stops somebody from just downloading a picture on google images and then minting it right. and saying it's mine. Um, yes, that, that's true. And that's a possibility as well. But 
so that's the whole point of NFTs. There, there are obviously going to be scams out there, but at the same time, um, I think it, there's some degree of popularity with it. So, you know, take for example when Jack Dorsey sold his tweet, his first tweet, uh, and that's the owner of Twitter, by the way. He sold his first tweet um, on on the platform for I think upwards of. 2.6 million, something like that. Just a tweet, like it's <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but you know he sold the first tweet ever, you know for that amount, and you know that that went up in days. Um, so that's not something anyone can lay claim to, right? So because it, it's kind of common knowledge that you know that's his tweets, right? So. So those are so there are ways to buy NFTs. You want to stay away from you know ones that you can't really verify who who produced it or when it was produced. Um, the ones and, and a lot of brands are jumping into the NFT market right now. So you have Nike just um, purchased um, just purchased RFTK, is it? They just purchased RTFKT, um, which is a sneaker brand, a, sne- a NFT sneaker brand. They produce a lot of you know sneakers um, that are digital files that people can you know purchase and then go on to wear in in this whole other world, <laughs> virtual world, where you know it, it could be in a game or you know they can just. Like a sneaker skin? Exactly. Sneaker skin. Custom sneaker skin. <laughs> I know about these things because my my oldest son, he's all oh, he's all into like those awesome. those V-Bucks or whatever. Right. And which I never understand where he wants to spend money on digital clothes exactly. that are only apply exactly. to Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that's where the world is heading as far as trying to merge, trying to find an intersection between the virtual world and the digital world, right? So you know how is this there's got to be some cross section you know i i can see a time where people will have digital selves right you would have like an avatar just leaving in a digital space where you would have to quote that avatar <laughs> just like you quote yourself in, in in the physical world and uh yeah i mean think about what's going on with facebook and the metaverse and other you know, platforms coming up daily. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of focus, and people are getting creative with it. So, also, you know, th- that's the whole point of this discussion to you know call on e-learning creators and education. Uh, you know, folks in education and see ways that we can apply this concepts to our learnings and you know create value for our learners. Okay, I want to get into like how we can translate these NFTs, the e-learning. But I think we have to be a little more clear. So what really is the benefit to the person who makes the NFT? Yes, they get like a minted thing uh, of their artwork, but where is the, why would somebody want to buy this artwork rather than like, I mean, if I buy a piece of art, I want to hang it on my wall. Why would I buy an NFT instead of a physical okay. piece of art? So the reason you would buy an NFT is to gain access. 
pretty much. So brands are getting creative with the ways that they um, produce this NFTs and add values, add value to them. Think about the board Ape Yatch Club, for example. And if you haven't heard of that, it's a set of NFTs that was created uh, in 2021 where you, if you've seen those monkeys that are, those apes that are just different variations of, of apes where, you know, they, they produced a number of those apes uh, with different features and then ran into a program and, you know, different algorithms that just transformed them into, you know, so, so the eyes, the, the nose, the clothing, they matched randomly in a random sequence. And maybe you end up with, you know, 10 variations of one type of ape, and then you end up with two variations. The one that, that's just two variations becomes a rare one, right? Because it's a rare sequence. And that becomes more expensive than one that's, that has 10 variations of, that has 10 um, types of the same, you know, ends up being the same type of ape. So, you know, that was, that was a big one. Um, it was minted and, you know, just, just for having one of those, you can gain access to, you know, private um, online platforms where you could be chatting with celebrities or, you know, artists or, you know, creators, CEOs of, of organizations um, and things like that. And, and that's where it's heading. So people are using it to gain access to different things. And I, I, I strongly feel like it can be applied to e-learning as well. I mean, we've been using avatars and e-learning for, for a long time. And, you know, I, I can see some connections between, you know, how those avatars are being used and, and how we can, um, also applied to some of our, our learning. Okay, well, so I think I think maybe we get it, right? And if not, like, do Google search and right. then come back to our episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so people, you can make any kind of art, you can mint it, and now it can be assigned a value because it is a one-of-a-kind, it's been authorized, exactly. and it now has blockchain security on it, and so it will always be able to be legitimized because of this secure blockchain that's kind of um, on on the NFT, kind of like um, when you, you know, send a document to somebody else, there's that metadata on there. Exactly. Yes, that, that's exactly what it is. So, you know, and in this case, the creator of that NFT is protected. So they keep making money as, you know, however many times that artwork is being sold, they still get a percentage of that. Of, of sale from that artwork. And I see this um, connection and, you know, even for me, um, I've been producing e-learning for about six years now. I have different templates that I put up on my website and, you know, I have, I, I've included a download count on, on those files. So I see how many people are downloading those files, um, even though they're free of charge or, uh, you know, there's a, <laughs> I think, you know, if you think of it as NFTs, I, I could have been making something from <laughs> those downloads, but, you know, teaching is a noble profession. We don't want to make money, right? 
we uh, <laughs> we don't think of <laughs> we don't think of uh, making money. We want to you know provide value instead. But you know, away from that though, um, away from that, I feel like there's there's a concept I've been thinking about. So is it possible for someone to take a training and then get something tangible in real life from taking that training? You know, learners don't just want to play a, you know, go through a gamification, gamified e-learning, win a virtual cup. And, you know, how does that translate to the real world? What does that gain? How do they gain access to other things, right? So I, I think there's some opportunities there if we just, um, you know, consider a little bit deeper. So now you've kind of talked about two different things, Samuel. I think we've you've mentioned that NFT can be used to protect the creator of, say, for instance, you're saying you could make an e-learning template, right? An NFT, and then could you still give an NFT for away for free? Yes. So you can uh, make an e-learning template, an NFT. Um, but you you would also have to think about the benefits of doing so. You know, and this could be applied to folks that are, you know, selling off-the-shelf um, trainings, like compliance trainings and, and things like that. Um, how how do you how do you use the concept of NFTs to, you know, make sure that that training is only accessible through your company or through your website, not bootlegged. Um, And and we worry about these things all the time as creators as well. Um, What if someone downloads your template and and tries to sell it or (laughs) make it theirs? And I've I've seen a few instances of those happen where someone presents your work as theirs. you know, without modifying it at all, like it's that that's happened in the past. So, you know, how how does how does Minton help prevent that? You know, those are all concepts that, you know, will come to light <laughs> in the end. Um, you know, it's still at the early stages, but are there applications, are there things we need to be thinking about right now? Um, that's that's the whole point of this conversation. So So you think Oh, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. No, I was just going to say that, you know, I'm really interested in NFTs right now and trying to see if there are other folks out there who who want to have those discussions and, you know, kind of brainstorm and come up with some ideas for how we can use it in our industry. Which, of course, they can always find you on LinkedIn if they want to continue this conversation too. Yeah. And um, so... Say, for instance, I'm like, yes, this is the coolest e-learning template I've ever made. I'm a total artist. Everything in this template is my own design by hand. I didn't take anything from free pick or unsplash or whatever, right? So it's completely designed by me. So because of this, I'm going to mint my e-learning course, I mean, my e-learning template. And then I, now the thing comes down to like, okay, now you're going to sell your e-learning template. Right. Do you sell it through an NFT channel? And what does that channel look like? It is it, I mean, do you check out with PayPal or? Right. Yeah. You, you definitely look cool. I mean, even right now, I, I know I put up one of my tweets up on, up on a website 
that sells NFTs, even though it's, you know, nobody knows me, right? So, you know, it may not have much value right now. And it's like, um, I mean, the same goes for just templates, right? So the the price of a product is is based on the demand for that product. So the, the buyers ascribe the the value for that product, pretty much. The the seller may recommend an amount, but it will depend on how much the buyer is willing to pay for it. Um, and I mean, not just that. I, I think it also it's also more from a how to protect your work perspective than than just you know making money from it. So it's not you know with a piece of art, um, it could go. It's more about how do you, if you, for example, as a freelancer, you know, you create courses for clients all the time and, um, you know, those clients want to sell it on their website and they're not paying you very much for it. How, how can you make money every time that course is sold? <laughs> Which kind of sounds, you know. But at the same time, those are those are all things to think about. Like, what if the client's budget doesn't match up at the beginning because they don't know if they're going to sell their product? But maybe at some point, the course becomes it becomes a very lucrative business, and you've been paid not very much at the beginning, and you see this course all over the place, and it's making millions for that client. So you know, are there ways to? kind of protect the creator in that instance. Those are all. So that's interesting because I've definitely ran into that uh, when I was serving clients, they would come to me and they'd say, oh, I've got an in-person training and I want to convert it to an online digital course, but I don't have a big budget. Right. Uh, what do you think about, you know, building it for super cheap and then I'll give you a percentage on the back end. But like you said, I mean, exactly. how do you make sure that you actually even get that percentage so say, for instance, um, we follow this line of thought and, you know, I work with this person and say, sure, I'll build it for cheap, but I'm going to, you know, put an NFT mint on that puppy. Right. And as you sell this course, I should be getting some kind of small compensation as the creator of the course that did it for pennies on the dollar. Exactly. However, um, don't they need to sell it, that course through some kind of NFT channel for it even to come back to me as any kind of monetary value yes and that's the whole point so with you know with nfts right now it's it's art it's digital you know new technologies have been developed you can't buy you cannot buy nfts with cash you would have to buy it with ethereum which is a, a form of bitcoin so you would have to change dollars to ethereum and then buy the nfts with ethereum and you know, and what you're paying to mint that NFT is is gas money, pretty much, um, which is just fees that lets you um, authenticate your piece of art. So, but it's I feel like in e-learning there are concepts that we can use, so it doesn't have, we don't we may not have to go through all of those. And, and the technology is going to get better, right? So it's it's not going to stay that way there. Um, we, you know, we could have our own e-learning platform that lets you do that easily. Um, and I think, but, but the goal is, you know, to protect the, the, the creator and, um, yeah, make sure your work is not being 
used without, you know, in a way that 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 you don't want to cover off. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, most of the times, you know, for my client contracts, it was always, you know, we build it, you own it. Right. You know, like the end, never worried about, right. uh, you know, any kind of ongoing long-term right. uh you know, income from a course that you create for a client. But it seems like maybe there are other opportunities too that maybe you've thought about, Samuel, like besides creating a course, maybe just yeah. an image in the course yes. or... Could be an image in the course. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It, I, it's, I always, you know, I create those courses all the time and see the same models being used. I'm like, oh, this person was probably paid like $200 for this image. Like, you know, it's being used in these <laughs> multiple ways that, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't know what type of contract they signed, but at the same time, it's, I, I feel like if they minted their image themselves and sold it, maybe they could be making more. You know, you never know. It's it's all. I'm just thinking about it from an artistic point of view. Um, you know, just um, create things, something that just increases with increases in value over time. Yeah. So, what are some of those other things that you've thought about? Um, other things that I've thought about as far as using nfts um is you know like i mentioned just um how do you what, what are the intersections you know how do you how do we how do we start to use training how do we start to build trainings for the new world for the metaverse or whatever is coming next like how do we how do we stay ahead of that game um you know how do we develop tools for use you know, and just make sure we don't get left behind as far as e-learning development. It's I feel like it's a, we're major players, and how do we become major players in the metaverse? Those are all discussions that I that I would like to have. Um, you know, the applications out there that make it that makes it easy. Uh, are there platforms we should be looking at? How do we how do we certify? our trainings, how do, you know, if, if everyone has a digital self, how, how do we introduce the digital self into trainings across platforms, right? <laughs> the technology is not there yet, but I, I feel like it will get there at some point. You've mentioned the term metaverse. Yes. A couple yes. of times. I think it's worth just kind of defining what you mean by the metaverse. metaverse. So the metaverse is is a concept that that has been a sci-fi. It, it's it's been in the sci-fi um, space for a while. Um, lots of movies. Some movies have referenced it, but I think it was recently brought back by Facebook when they changed their name to Meta. Um, or not changed. They made the parent company's name uh, Meta, Meta, which is short for metaverse. And, uh, so it's it's just this idea that there's a there's another sphere that that we can live in. Um, if you send 
Spider-Man or any of those other movies, um, they, they talk about Spider-Verse. It, that's just, it's just, an, it's just uh, another dimension um, that humans could live in, where maybe a different time or a different space. Um, and, but, you know, in, in reality, it's just an application of a different, um, a virtual reality world where you can put on a head, a headphone, for example, and, you know, think about holograms and, you know, put on headphones and, uh, not headphones, a headset <laughs> and connect with someone across the world. And, you know, they're, it's almost like that they're there, like, you know, you have your avatar, they have their avatar, you can attend a conference and interact with things in that conference without actually being there. Um, yeah, those are all things that are coming. Uh, and, you know, just wanting our world of online training to stay on top. Oh, okay, I got you. So it's basically like, when you go into a virtual reality universe. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You know me out here. <laughs> I think you hit like like the very like dictionary version. You got all the points in there. But for me, I'm like, okay, virtuality universe. Got it. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I see what you're saying. And so like in the metaverse, yeah. it's all digital things. It's all digital, like, exactly. The, yeah. The trees, the avatars, the things that you probably do in there, the physics, like all of it's digital, all of it's some kind of mechanic. Exactly. And all, there's a lot of art, yeah. I imagine, yeah. Yeah. that goes on in something like that. Exactly. And if you're going to start thinking about putting trainings. Right in um in a metaverse right then you know how are you going to make sure that all that art you know that new art that you have to create that's 3d even um into trainings in the metaverse will then how are you gonna you know mint it and make sure that it's your own and then if it's used over and over again in this metaverse then you know getting some kind of Right. Compensation acknowledgement yeah. for that. Right. And, you know, besides that, how do you even, you know, create, how do you provide access for the learner to experience other things? Um, think about a scavenger hunt, for example. So, you know, you're, you're asking people to go look for stuff online and, you know, report back. Um, maybe to a training, um, you know, enter the answers, enter the answers inside of a training, right? Like how, how do you, what's the cross section right there? Like how do you make it a more seamless experience for the learner to, to do those things and still, you know, create a, a training that's meaningful and impacts them. For example, m- myself, I'm a, I'm an instructional designer at, at Fossil. I do a lot. I do a lot of sales training. Um, you know, so we're training folks in stores, and you know, could they experience that training with a headset, and you know, have customers walk up to them in the virtual world without even being there? You know, away from just uh, click next to continue type of learning that they may be used to um, how do we how do we use virtual reality virtual reality essentially in our training a bit more 
Yeah. And so, you know, I just kind of had a question that popped in my mind, Samuel. So, you know, the real beauty of digital files in general is that you can download them and share them multiple times over and over again without reducing the quality of the original. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, you've mentioned that NFTs, you sell them for a value and then you don't make money till that person sells it again. So with NFTs, does it mean it's just one and done the thing that you've minted or can you like limit the number of times that it's copied and shared kind of like you know bitcoin there's like only like one billion of them or whatever that number is exactly um is it the same kind of thing with nft yes it's yes to all of those you can uh, limit the number of times that it's produced uh, and you know even with uh, so it depends on how it's how it was produced uh you know will depend on but it's it's all about making things rare which drives up the value, <laughs> I think. So, you know, when, when something is rare, right? Like like right now, you can own a piece of Mona Lisa, which is a painting. This the same Mona Lisa painting. You can the the shares for those for that painting has been traded on some platforms where you can say, oh, I own a piece of that painting, right? And you know. The, the way it is with art, it's it keeps going up. So the price keeps going up. And, and you know, in a few years, you can probably make a fortune out of out of a little investment. If you can find somebody that exactly. wants to buy it. Exactly. So <laughs> at, at the next trade, you're gonna make money. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? I mean, we've talked about NFTs, kind of protecting the artist maybe some ideas about um, training in the metaverse. But today, what do you think is, you know, your call to action? Is it to further the conversation and the ideas around implementing NFTs and e-learning specifically, right? Because it's a digital training format that would make the most amount of sense. But like, what do you think is like the call to action for that? What what do you think is something that somebody could do right now to kind of, you know, play the future game of yeah, I mean, this this has given me some sleepless nights as well, just thinking about, okay, how can we apply this to our industry, right? And um, I think it's just, you know, continuing to be more, continuing to embrace technology and, um, you know, see where it's going, um, continue to innovate. Um, you know, there definitely are opportunities to create more engaging learning um, and learning that doesn't feel like learning are usually the best. So wherever we we're, we're talking, we're trying to train a new generation of workforce that's you know that are used to you know playing video games and uh, just having their own avatars and existing in this virtual reality world. You know, those are that's the next. That's the next generation of uh, we should be training for, and we as instructional designers need to upscale in that in that regard so that we can meet them at, at in a place that they're that they already exist or are used to. So just you know, oh. embrace technology, continue to do our research, and, uh, yeah, find out ways to to incorporate what we do into into their world. 
And it almost seems like the most ideal way, just kind of from our conversation to actually, you know, the reason why you'd actually want to make an NFT is if you would want to do something uh, to create a, you know, a digital skin of some kind or something that it can be used over and over in that, you know, metaverse or, or any other kind of world where they can use it. Like you said that um, Nike bought those sneaker skins from that one company. And it seems like for trainers, if you are, you know, designing art that's specifically for training purposes, well then uh, creating that so that you can sell it to, you know, maybe these bigger companies that are building out these virtual reality trainings, they might be interested in buying Right. some of the skins or you know yeah art that you have right yeah that that's a possibility you know and you know just also thinking about ways to you know and incentivize incentivize training um make so it, it's like it's almost like playing the mario game um if you play mario kart and you get all of these coins, what if those coins were actually, what if they resulted into cash at the end of the game, right? Like, wouldn't you be a little more focused on, on learning or playing that game, like on winning? You, you know, it's all about motivating learners, right? Like how do you increase the, you know, the value around what you get. I mean, I see a lot of virtual certificates being printed at the end of trainings. Like, how do you increase the value of that certificate? Well, it's interesting that you say that because the certificates and the badges are built on a blockchain. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And those are the ones that are more valuable, not the ones that, you know, anybody can make and then just like send out as a PDF, but the ones that have an authentication code tied to that certificate and that badge, yep. those become more valuable in the marketplace. Yes. Interesting. Well, I, I mean, this is like an episode we never done before. We don't, I mean, most of it is just kind of like a call to action, which is like, right. go find out more about the opportunities that are presenting themselves in this new yeah. era of technology that's kind of, you know, like you said, it's been around, but right. it's starting to get more popular. And I mean, the best way to really get into something that's futuristic is to get started when it's, when it's smaller, right? Yeah. There's a lot we don't know yet. And, you know, we just have to be early adopters, early, adopt, early, adopt, early adopters always win. Um, you know, you want to adopt the technology as early as possible. Fascinating. Well, this has been so interesting, Samuel. Is there anything that you want to say, like, as kind of like your, you know, your sign off as far as like NFTs and e-learning and, and kind of encourage people for, you know, further research? Yeah, I guess we could mint this interview someday. Yeah, that's that's a possibility too. I mean, you can mint an article, you can mint, you know, anything that you feel in the future might be worth something. Uh, maybe e-learning become maybe NFTs in e-learning becomes something big tomorrow, you know. And and you okay, so how, you know, what are some of the origins and how that started? Like, you know, just 
I'm just kidding. Um, it was really nice talking to you about this, though. I I, I think yeah. I learned I think I learned a few things from you as well. So awesome job. Well, I've learned a ton, Samuel, and really this might be a good uh, course topic for a portfolio piece. What are NFTs right. and how are they being used in the marketplace and how can like people take advantage of them or something like that? Yeah. So if nothing else, then, you know, just go do some research and create a, a portfolio piece on, on NFTs because so many people have no clue, just like I didn't until uh, we had this conversation. So thank you so much, Samuel, for um, bringing this uh, to light and in front of our idols. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idlecourses.com. If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer and online learning developer, join me in the Idle Courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first instructional design job, early access to this podcast, tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy and enroll or get on the wait list. Now get out there and build transcendent courses.